Welcome back. Airplanes in level flight at cruising altitude do not ordinarily just lose a wing and spiral to Earth as this one apparently did. In fact, there are very few ways of making a plane crash in the fashion this one did that did not involve foul play. Beyond the mechanics, there are means and motive, which we touched on before the break, two things that Vladimir Putin and others certainly had when it comes to Yevgeny Prigozhin and his Wagner leadership. We wanted to explore all three. We're joined by now by CNN Aerospace Analyst and M uh, PBS NewsHour Science Correspondent Miles O'Brien, also CNN National Security Analyst Steve Hall, former Chief of Russia Operations for the CIA. Steve, first of all, what was your reaction when you heard about this crash and that Prigozhin's name was on the passenger manifest? Not a great deal of surprise, Anderson. I mean, I think a lot of Russian watchers have been saying, look, this is coming at some point. Uh, we didn't, didn't know exactly how or didn't know exactly when, uh, but it was sort of, I think people who are familiar with Putin have been following him for a while, realize that it's sort of, it's not conceivable that uh, you're getting perversion to do what he did and get away with it unscathed. This is a very strong message, obviously, to others uh, who might be considering something similar uh, to that. I think that's the most important thing. And one of the reasons that Putin is probably pleased is seeing all the videos circulating. He wants to, that message to be understood very clearly by other Prigozhin wannabes, I think. Miles, I know you've had a chance to see the video of the crash. I mean, there's a couple of, there's the images uh, sort of early on as the plane is going down, then there's some cloud cover and then it comes back. Um, what, what stands out to you in it? Well, Anderson, it's coming down quickly in a spin and it's trailing a lot of smoke. So this is an aircraft that was on fire and it looks like some structural pieces, aerodynamic surf surfaces were missing. There are some reports I've been reading that maybe some piece of the rear section, perhaps the vertical stabilizer or tail was missing. Uh, I think what you have to assume in this case is that an aircraft like this, as you pointed out, they don't just don't catastrophically drop out of the sky without something very unusual happening. So I would think that investigators in this case, to the extent that it will be investigated in, in Russia, uh, will be looking at an explosion either inside the aircraft or outside it. Inside a bomb, outside would be some kind of missile. Uh, obviously, if there was a missile, Steve, would U.S. intelligence or some, uh, you know, ally intelligence service be able to pick that up? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure there's, I'm sure all, you know, allied Western intelligence service trying to figure out, you know, what the, what the actual cause of this was. There's a lot of technical things that can be done to, you know, to track missile launches and such. There's radio communications. There's all sorts of different ways uh, to try to, to try to get it, how this happened and why this happened. But I think the target was two people here, not just Yevgeny Prigozhin and not just, uh, others who might be aspiring to, to, to him and to his goals. Uh, but also, there's some deniability with the Russian people who, have to remember, Prigozhin was popular uh, among some of the Russians, at least those we saw on camera and Rostov. And so there has to be some sort of explanation, pilot error, some sort of, you know, a terrorist bomb did the Ukrainians do it. Uh, those are all possibilities. It'll be interesting to see how the Kremlin decides to spin this one, Anderson. Miles, what about the plane that was involved, the Embraer Legacy 600? It's got a flawless record, really, Anderson. Back in uh, 2009, it was a similar aircraft was involved in a mid-air collision over the Amazon. There was a really, a, it was a flight control miscommunication as much as anything. And the aircraft having collided with a 737, the 737 crashed and this aircraft was able to land safely. So it's a well-built aircraft for sure. No other accidents uh, on record. Uh, and really no reason to believe that uh, it is, was in any way uh, flawed. 
You know, Steve, in The Godfather, big culminating moments, always, like, things happen in groups. You know, there's a communion and a bunch <clears> of people <throat> are getting massacred at the same time. The fact that, and maybe I'm reading too much into this or seen too many Francis Ford Coppola movies, but the fact that the head of the Air Force, who was an ally of Prigozhin and had been in charge of the, the war in Ukraine uh, and was accused of maybe colluding with the rebellion is suddenly fired on the same day that Prigozhin goes down. That certainly seems coincidental. Yeah, and like so much uh, inside of Russia, Anderson, you know, the coincidences, you know, can can rarely be written off as only that. Um, obviously, it's two months to the day uh, since since this mutiny was was started out, and, and Putin, you know, is a guy who likes his anniversaries and the some and the symbols that go with that. So that's one, uh, you know, uh, one thing that tracks. Uh, also, other people, uh, you know, like uh, like these other generals and other contacts of Prigozhin's uh, are now beginning, you know, in, in close succession to, to sort of meet, uh, if not their actual ends, their professional ends. So yeah. we're going to have to see how it, play, how it plays out and how the and again, how the Putin, how the Putin camp, how the Kremlin decides uh, to message just inside of Russia. It'd be fascinating to watch that. President Biden's reaction to our breaking news, the plane crash and confirmed death of Wagner's Yevgeny Prigozhin for that, plus reaction from the U.S. intelligence community. We're joined by our chief national security correspondent, Jim Shudo by our senior White House correspondent, Kayla Tausche, who is uh, following the president in California and has some new reporting. So, Jim, what are you hearing from U.S. intelligence tonight, and how are they trying to determine what caused the crash and just making sure that he is actually dead? Well, first, on the read of this apparent death of Prokosian, I've spoken to a number of Western officials, and they say, much like President Biden said today, that nothing on this scale happens in Russia without the knowledge and approval of the Russian president, Vladimir Putin, particularly when it involves someone who was such a close ally of his through the years, uh, but also someone who two months ago to the day led a failed coup uh, against the Russian president. In addition, there has been a view among Western intelligence for some time that Putin could emerge stronger in the time after this coup because it would give him an opportunity to smoke out as it were, potential challengers. And that's why it's important, and you were speaking about this in the last segment, Anderson, to look at not just one but two events today, the loss of that aircraft, as you're watching it now, fall to the ground, but also the removal uh, from his position as head of the Russian Aerospace Forces of General Sergei Sorovkin. Uh, to have both those events happen on the same day, and you'll remember Sorovkin was, was rumored in Moscow to have been, if not involved in, at least quietly approving of Prigozhin's attempt at a coup two months ago, those two moves today point to something that two Western officials tell me could have been a message in their view meant to scare anyone who might have challenged Putin in the past or would think about doing so in the future. That, that is the current Western intelligence read of this. And Jim, uh, uh, Matthew Chance was pointing out to me something which I hadn't realized, which is that general who got fired today, he has not been seen since the, yeah. the rebellion. He very visibly disappeared, if that's a way of describing it, uh, immediately following the, the coup, and, and Russian officials said he was resting, which was an almost comical uh, explanation for why the man who led, uh, for a time, your military operations in Ukraine would disappear suddenly. So now he's been officially removed from his role, and view from the U.S. is that this is part of a campaign post-coup uh, to get rid of uh, anyone who challenged him or might challenge him. And Kayla, has the, has the, has the White House commented on this at all? 
Well, Anderson, the White House and the National Security Council stopping short of confirming the details of that plane crash and confirming Prigozhin's death. But uh, they're tracking the intelligence and wanting to make absolutely sure that they know all the details before they step out and do so. But President Biden had no problem today engaging on this topic. He stepped out in public in Lake Tahoe, where he's been vacationing all week with his family. And he said this when asked by the press pool about those events. I don't know for fact what happened, but I'm not surprised. There's not much that happens when Russia is not behind, but I don't know enough to know the answer. Uh, Jim, what are your sources saying about what this crash means for the Vladimir National Putin? National Security Council with the official word from the administration. Sorry, go ahead, Kayla. Now, the, the National Security Council, Anderson, has had the official word out of the administration on this. They released a statement about four hours ago saying that, you know, while they, they still cannot confirm the reports that, uh, that Russia's dis the, the disastrous war in Ukraine led to a private army marching on Moscow, and now it would seem to this. But, of course, they're alluding to the death of Prigozhin. They're alluding to these events being accurate, but uh, not confirming them just yet. And, Jim, what do you think that this means for, for Putin? It could mean that he's been able to consolidate his power and eliminate for now challengers to his power, the most visible one being, of course, Prigozhin, who had the nerve and the support, it seemed, to, to, to drive his forces within a couple hundred miles of Moscow on a highway uh, and, and greeted, frankly, along the way with cheers and uh, the apparent approval. Uh, of folks along the way. Uh, that's the near term, though. Uh, w when you look at this longer term, with the progress or lack of progress for Russia in the war in Ukraine, there are genuine threats to his leadership. And uh, there is no one I talk to who says, says that Putin is, you know, impregnable, you know, untouchable forever. But at least in the wake of this, he may have taken advantage of an opportunity to consolidate his power. Right. Jim Shudo, Kayla Tausche, yeah. thanks so much.